Welcome to the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. Charlene, woo! we're at the end of 2022. Holy crap. Can you believe? No. Uh, a, a year ago this time, we were mourning the loss of Chente. Ever since mm. then, it's been just like, maybe that was the, that was a sign. You know what? This year has been so hard for me emotionally it has been oh my god I am like I told you the other day I sent you a text I feel like I had this nice little callous shell around my little heart and now there's a crack in it and so <laughs> all the feelings just come and go as they fucking please and I just cry and like feel shit and it's stupid or maybe it's us getting older and the hormones are in flux. And oh my God, now it's perimenopause. <laughs> Damn it, can't you just let me go it's on with my visual? <laughs> it's both. Like seriously, this year has been emotionally, and it's been a different kind of emotional roller coaster than mm-hmm. let's say 2020 and COVID. Yes. Or 2021 and and the resurgence of COVID. Like COVID mm-hmm. is, is still here. We're mm-hmm. getting back from it. But there were so many emotionally difficult things that happened either in our personal lives. And so now it's kind of time to let go. Yeah, I I had COVID twice this year. (laughs) Let's start there. (laughs) Time to let go of that. Letting go of that. Um, Lost some loved ones this year. Mm. It was just, and the COVID year was weird. Like 2020 was just fucking weird. Like we were like, what is even happening right now? This year was just like, God this just sucks i hate it it hurts i'm crying all the time apparently i'm in perimenopause (laughs) god damn it it was all the things and it it was all the things and like clumped together everything was tied together it was just a lot i got i mean i got a I didn't go back to therapy, but I did get a membership at Gruway and also <laughs> that a is therapy. dispensary. So <laughs> if that tells you all anything. The same, actually. <laughs> well, we were together. Yes. <laughs> well, not at the Gruway one. We were we did that separately, but nonetheless. Nonetheless. Oh. Well, at the end of the year and looking back at this one, there are some rituals and traditions that we were thinking of. And we have in the past broached the subject or talked about resolutions. Mm-hmm. But this isn't about resolutions per se. No. It's a new year, a fresh start, mm-hmm. but without the expensive gym membership. Absolutely. Or the ridiculous diet that you're going to stay on for 40 days and then be done. That's all you. Like Jesus walking through the <laughs> desert. Well, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do the Daniel Fast this year. <sighs> I've been doing the Daniel Fast for several years now. Um, I'm basically not home for three weeks of January this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I. So one thing that I do stick with, and we'll get into a little bit of traditions versus rituals, mm-hmm. and 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 again, like resolutions are a very dominant culture thing that you do. Yes. Goal setting, the new gym, oh, yeah. the new body, the new me. Absolutely. Reinvent yourself. This is the right. time. Let it all go. Be a new you. Like, I, bro, I don't even have time to put on new underwear. And you want me to be a new me? Like, no. Right? I can't. Mm. So we're looking at it from that lens of assimilation and what rituals and traditions that we have. Love it. But there is one thing that I do do in the new year, and it's work-related because I work in this, you know, in our state's legislative session. Mm-hmm. And I usually cut the alcohol for the entire session Mm -hmm. so that is one thing that I'm sticking to but that is it's now I don't know I guess it's a ritual now for me right because I guess and we were looking at the difference between tradition and ritual Mm -hmm. ritual is something that you do in a certain order in a specific order tradition is just something you hand down culturally right so this is something that I do very specifically for a specific purpose Mm -hmm. but other than that and I'm surprised that you're not doing the Daniel again I know and so it makes it sound like I can't possibly do it while I'm traveling but it's so (laughs) it's hard hard to do it when you're traveling because it it just adds this layer of anxiety it's a lot to think about the food and mostly the food what you're gonna put in your body so I still want to be really conscious about what I put in my body because the holidays have been rough on the waistline. Let me tell you what. Mm, the emotional eating <laughs> for the love of God. Right? Oh. That's a tradition. If, if I could just like 
replace that with emotional working out, I would be a bodybuilder. But no, no, here we are eating tamales. It's fine. Oh, and, and it will be fine because, and that's part of the thing is like the tradition of, or culturally, I guess you hand down the emotional mm-hmm. eating. Interestingly, so, you know, I have had a ton of issues with my teeth and this, and we'll go into this a little bit more with the tradition and the ritual and all the new year shit. But, um, there was a period of my life where I had a lot of difficulty eating Mm-hmm. because I had surgeries and there was all the shit going on. I was super thin during those times. So sometimes there is a moment where I can actually be like, you know what? This is a celebration of me having the ability to eat whatever I want. Like that is a yeah. blessing. That is another day that I, there were, there were times where I didn't think that day would ever come. So this is, you know, when you're in the depressed tunnel and you can't see the light of day, this is a little bit like my light of day. I mean, the lonja is a little bit like the light of day for me. If if I if I really pay attention to what that means, um, I I should appreciate it more than I do, and I'm trying to lean into that a little bit. Wow, I would never have thought of it that way. Maybe you know, I'm going to twist it around too and say, I was very thin from anxiety for a long time, and now. I, well, I still have anxiety. Never mind. I can't make a parallel. <laughs> Tradition and ritual. Let's move on. Let's move on. So that's what we're talking about for our Weedy Weedy. And it is the Weedy Weedy for December. It's our last gathering for the year. And we wanted to go out very... I felt when you brought this up, I was like, I really want to give intention to the thoughts of how I'm moving in the next year. Yes. There's definitely going to be some changes for me in the next year. And I'm hoping that I can manifest some things for myself in the next year and for us in the next year. Agreed. I, I think often we forget how powerful our thoughts are Mm -hmm. and we go into this whole mode of new me diet like we these buzzwords that happen but what's they're in empty. our s- they're empty or they will be in 30 days right like <laughs> you can go in with the strongest of intentions but if you really tap into what what is behind the energy of that like why did you want to change what was the spirit of that where did that come from where was that fire and if you can tap into that and why? Because it's not some marketed diet. It's not some marketed journal. It's not It's not some marketed bullshit. It's within you. And if you can tap into why that is, I think we can make some shit happen. And I think as I've gotten older, the intention is more palpable for yeah. me. I think 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that me would have just been very... L- let's goal set and have some resolutions and move towards that. And I didn't tap into the energy, the intention that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I'm doing that more and more with, and I'll, I'll be a hundred percent. This year I had a conversation with a coworker who said like her intention is to not work here forever and live off of the income that her investments have. She's younger than me. To the yizzy. And that was like a freaking light bulb that went off that was like, oh my God, I don't. My parents did not suffer, struggle, all the things. My mom and her family did not move up here so that we would be todavía struggling in our 70s, 80s, working because we have a mortgage or whatever. I want so yes let's talk about this because uh, part of that has to do with my social media feed and I want to talk about that okay do tell Um, so over the last few months I've started following some women of color Mm. who have somehow tapped into this white male identity of investing and making money Mm mm-hmm A lot of them did this during the pandemic um, with their stimulus checks, with whatever. But a lot of my feed now has these people who are talking about pay off your debt, get your shit together, let's be rich. And one of the things that really struck me was if you think being frugal is going to make you rich, 
No. No. Look at your people. What have they done? They've been frugal. They've been frugal. If you think working hard is going to make you rich. No. No. How many of our people have worked hard, are still working hard into their 70s, into their 80s because they don't have a retirement, because they're undocumented, because they don't understand how to tap into the dominant culture's version of wealth? It has cha- it has totally shifted what success looks like in my brain. What it looks like in my pocketbook Um is not there yet, <laughs> but I it's want time it to, to manifest. Right? It's time to manifest that shit because it it just put in my head just working hard isn't enough. No, how many people do we know that bust their ass every single day and cannot even make ends meet? It's not about working with hard. more than one job. More than sometimes there's a friend, a mutual friend who has consistently since Amen. I've known her for over nearly two decades now, never had less than Amen. two jobs. And when work consists of literally being on your hands and knees and cleaning up after other people or serving other people that is the hardest work you can do and if you are and and sometimes costs you your integrity because it's about that tip or it's about that relationship that you have to have with the boss like that's a what is the cost there it's not just money it's not just hours of your time and what are you teaching the next generation absolutely So we're going into a new year. We're looking at traditions, not from the dominant culture, not from this system that has said you need to have a resolution because you need to look a certain way or you need to, uh, if you go on Pinterest, 100%, there's a 30-day calendar of exercises. (laughs) There's a... 365 day calendar of how much money you can save right and while saving is great and that could be a start for some people mm-hmm. looking at it from a very cultural at that intersection perspective mm-hmm. of traditions that have been handed down to us mm-hmm. and sometimes lost because my partner did ask like well what do you do that was a tradition i was like you know that has been lost because mm. we used to do some stuff at home but we i don't anymore right and the rituals that either we are, the ritual of re- refinding our history, our culture, and leaning into that, or rituals that we have been doing. Mm-hmm. So, we'll start with traditions first. Traditionally, what are some of the things, like one of the things that we had talked about was throwing out the water. Mm-hmm. So you have this, like water is supposed to be, typically we think of like it's a baptism all the things right Right. but also it collects it's a collector a filter a filter and Mm -hmm. we throw out from the previous year some Mm -hmm. of the things the stuff the weight the emotion the heaviness Mm -hmm. and we toss it out because we're going to start with a fresh glass of water and this is something i feel like you and i have started to intentionally do throughout the year keeping I know I, if I'm going into a heavy meeting now, I will set a clean bowl of water in my office or in front of me, and then I will toss it when I'm done. And um, I remember being at a meeting, this was like five or six years ago, and someone said they were pouring the water out into their plants, and somebody was like, are you crazy? Why are you right. putting that energy into the plants that are in your house? Like, it's going to breathe all that back, whatever. So, um, but... I, I feel like we've gotten more intentional about setting out water and getting rid of it at the end of a week or a day or what if, if the day was particularly heavy the day. But if it was a week, then the week or whatever. So, yeah, I do that at the office. I have uh, every Monday when I go in or the start of the work week, mm-hmm. we have a little dish. I will wash it out with salt and water and then refill it for the week for us collectively in the office and maybe I should dump it out more often because of all I the mean. things that we we do and, and work and go through but is it two o'clock already I let know, me right? dump the water <laughs> at ten thirty, it's out it's done but that is one of the things that we do and then you were talking about lentils during um lent my grandma used to make lentejas with mm-hmm. red chile and we would eat them when you couldn't have meat on Fridays but I had not heard this but I read it 
um, as being a Latino tradition, either you eat lentejas or you hand out dried lentils to people to hold in their hand um, as the new year comes in as good luck and nourishment for the coming year. I, can't, I have a memory of eating lentils really? for, for the new year, oh, but this was so long ago and mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was my parents or a grandparent or something, but I remember eating lentils for a new year for that purpose of like, you don't go hungry for the next year. So maybe one of those traditions that somehow our families have lost. My mom remembered it. My mom was talking about it. Hmm. Interesting. I do know the cleaning out of the house Mm -hmm. traditionally, and I suppose there can be a ritualistic aspect to it. So if you start in the kitchen and end in the living room or what have you, but the tradition of cleaning out the house you're not quite a spring cleaning because you know there is that dynamic that happens within our dominant culture but for the new year cleaning out and doing a deep cleaning not just like I'm gonna mop my floors a deep cleaning of the house for the new year that has been my mode this week Ooh, deep clean mode getting rid of shit so when you have kids they outgrow things you know, until they're a certain age, they are growing constantly. So you have clothes that no longer fit, clothes that are too big because you're buying sizes up when they're on sale, all the things. We went through my daughter's closet, cleared all the things, things that we thought were really special or she maybe wore one time that, you know, we would want to hand down. We saved for a little a little cousin. And then there's a ton of stuff that we put in bags, shoes, toys, books, all kinds of things. Um, I got rid of a ton of clothes that I'm just like, eh, I don't ever wear that or I don't love how it fits me or it's scratchy or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, fortunately we have a mutual friend who works a lot with, um, folks that are at the border trying to come in, Mm -hmm. um, helps them get placed, helps them find what they need. And so she, there, I mean, for anyone who's paying attention, the uh, El Paso border has a lot of folks. Inundated with individuals who are coming over to be refugees. Trying to come over. And they all have, they all have a story. Um, And they all have needs. They all have various needs, children, themselves, their spouses, whatever it is. So she's actually had this inundated box of requests for things so it feels good to a just not hoard things that I don't need or want and also maybe get that to somebody who is in a different space in their life right now um, that might appreciate it so that has been a thing plus just organizing and getting rid of things and cleaning out cabinets and all of that we've been doing that all week oh wow mad props I mean, it, it feels like a compulsion. I don't know. It just feels like, okay, wait, this is the time. Because I want to start on New Year's Day. Because my mom used to tell us this. My grandma used to tell us this. How you start that day is how you're going to end the year. Ah. So it feels like I want to have my shit together, at least on that one day. <laughs> so that maybe there's a better chance of the rest of it. And then even, you know, even the last month or so, I was thinking about like, damn what did I do last New Year's was I all fucked up and that's why this year sucked like I don't know I don't remember but I'm trying to be intentional and and okay so that brings me to at least in my brain it brings me to like the dominant culture with resolution which is what I think is goal setting right right you set some very specific goals that Mm -hmm. you want to achieve this that and the next versus the intentionality with some of these traditions and rituals, mm. which isn't, I'm setting a goal to eat lentils at, you know, every Friday during Lent. It's, right. I'm trying to intentionally start in a fashion that will manifest energy that will get me through the year in whatever that looks like. Which is so different when you think about it and when you put it that way. For sure. And that's, that's, I jokingly am like, yeah, fuck traditions. That does, I mean, fuck, fuck resolutions. That doesn't last with me anymore. Right. And as I get older, it's more like the intentionality that I want to walk through. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that sticks to the intentionality that I want to do every week, every day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's better than others, but at the very least making a conscious effort to and it feels better than getting 
doing a resolution or saying that I have a resolution that I can't fulfill, but I can fulfill an intention of a start. And so we're talking about these sort of fresh starts that can come around a new year. But for a lot of folks, a lot of Latinos, there is a new start every full moon. Mm -hmm. There's a new start in every season. There's a new start. So you, I mean, our bodies alone, like cycle. they cycle. Our skin replenishes itself. Itself? I mean, yes. Yes. The cells in our skin <laughs> replenish themselves in our hair, you in what our you nails. What you meant with cell, like it replenishes its cells. <laughs> <laughs> its cells. Mm-hmm. But our, so, I mean, re- I read a thing the other day that was like, our bodies are younger than we are. So our minds are the oldest part of us because our bodies continuously, I mean, we're basically molting all the time. Wow. We're like snakes. We're like snakes. Okay. Okay. So really, we get a new chance every day, every minute we get a new chance. It doesn't have to be on the new year. It just feels significant, like a moment that we can capture and, and make significant but every day we have a new choice it can be fucking wednesday at five o'clock and you can decide i'm not doing this shit anymore right i'm having zero fucks to give job relationship what book you're writing blog you're writing quitting social media diet whatever it is that is harming you making you feel sad making you not know your worth in this life you can be done tomorrow it doesn't have to be new year's day it's funny that you bring up the that it's cyclical because that was one of the things that I was reading is that while yes it is a tradition to start off a new year in this way and that is part of the dominant culture because other cultures have new years in mm-hmm. other times mm-hmm. but the cycling out of like the new moon uh, even our uteruses cycle out we can walk with intention Whenever we need to, whenever yep. things just are not working for us anymore. Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole point of m- my families and in both branches, like coming to the U.S. is we're we're starting fresh and starting new in a new cycle of what life is going to look like. Absolutely. And if you are um, cringing at the migrants waiting on the border, which even the term migrant like there are people looking for a new path that literally have given up everything they've known to be there but you're like signing up for beach body or whatever the fuck it is like <laughs> maybe you know do a little reflecting like let, let's uh let's make it real let's keep it real with ourselves with each other i think that's um that's a goal right there. Keep it real with yourself and keep it real with each other. Because sometimes, and we've talked about this, we self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. We think about like, oh shit, I am screwing myself up. But you keep, I, 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 it is two o'clock in the morning. I haven't gotten a good night's sleep in a week, but I'm still on TikTok. Get the fuck off TikTok. You know better. Get Why some are you sleep. looking at me when you say that? Damn. I mean, what are you spying on me? But we know what... We can be our own medicine, but we need to lean into our intuition and that little voice in our head that knows better. So there's tradition and there's ritual and our our little voice in our head goes between the two and does things back and forth. So what are some of the rituals that, because you, you said you had a conversation with your mom about this. I did. So this is an excellent segue because I feel like sometimes the ritual itself, because it's a process, it's uh, it's steps, it's thinking through the change can help me get back to the medicine. So if I'm lost, sometimes the ritual helps me get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asking my mom, for one of the things, she's, she, <laughs> I don't know why, she thought this was hilarious. She was making herself laugh. Like, do you ever say something and you're just cracking yourself up and no one else understands? Yes. This was just happening in my house. She was, I was asking her, like, Mom, what are some traditions around New Year or whatever? And she was like, the perejil. And I'm like, what? She's like, the perejil. Like, the way she was saying it. I was like, what? So, perejil, parsley, putting it in a jar and putting it outside your door to, like, filter out the bad shit and bring in the new, fresh, like, cleansed palette of life into your house for the New Year. That's one thing. Um, and then, I, you know... 
one of the things that was a New Year's tradition in our family, my grandfather would make menudo. Mm-hmm. And there were only two places that I would eat menudo from in my youth. One was Casa de Menudo in Las Cruces, Mad Shoutout, which no longer exists on Solano. Sad. Sad day. And the other was my grandfather's on New Year's Eve only. He would only make it on New Year's Eve. And the way he cleaned the tripas was a day-long process of rinsing and washing with salt and rinsing again and boiling and doing all these things. It was so... And and people would just show up. Who, he, could fe- he could probably feed 300 people. Like, I don't know. It was like the olla that never gave out, right? Like, it just kept making food and food and food. And it was... Um, you just knew you could stop in, get a hot bowl of menudo, and then go do your business. But that felt like such a... And now thinking back again, it was probably about the menudo for my grandpa, mm-hmm. who went through the process of cleaning the meat and doing all the things and feeding and nourishing his family, who he knew was going to come through his doors. For us, it was being able to walk in, be fed, be nourished with something delicious that someone had poured their time and love into and also you never knew who you were going to see there right it was going to be loved ones it was going to be family it was going to be people you cared about and then you were going to get to start you know your debauchery (laughs) in whatever way you chose but that felt like such a tradition we were talking a little bit about that um and she did talk about the throwing out the water throwing out the bucket Mm -hmm. of water like get rid of the old stuff bring in the new the fresh um but again for her just uh a chance to start with um some physical reminders that we have a new opportunity Mm. i can't remember anything ritualistically that the family did at, like at all and really? I didn't I, you know what I should have so my mom hung out with us um and stayed a couple nights over the holidays and I didn't I it just totally escaped me to ask about rituals or traditions for new year and what she remembers being raised in Mexico because she came here at like 19 mm-hmm. and what she had to assimilate to once she moved here so I don't know what was there or lost what I do remember having a conversation with the family because we do we still do a Sunday zoom and um, talking to one of my uncles who was like you know one of the things that we used to do is celebrate the Tres Reyes Magos yes or as I like to call them the Tres Reyes Magos well and on January (laughs) 6th and they didn't anymore once they moved here because everybody was celebrating Christmas and they were like oh I don't you know, after you come back from Christmas break, they were like, what did you, what Christmas gifts did you get? And they right. were like, I don't know until January 6th because we mm. don't celebrate that. And so the movement from absolutely the Reyes Magos to the f- Santa. Yeah, to Santa, to mm-hmm. this, you know, dude who goes down your chimney breaking and entering and the, the whole creepier. tree and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's huge. <laughs> not only is he breaking and entering and then leaving some stuff there, he's taking your food while he's at it. It's a lot. I So I, I may have told the story before. My uh, my ex-mother-in-law used to, their family still did the Tres Reyes Magos. And not necessarily because it was like this embedded tradition, but because at the time that's what they could afford was to do the after Christmas sales. And that's when the kids, they were able to provide the kids with gifts. So it's, uh, and we still, we, we have coworkers and people that we know that, that, um, have maintained that tradition, which has to be so hard. Cause you, I mean, at some point you're going against the grain, right? I, I mean, even for folks that celebrate Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all of these things, you're going against the grain. The dominant culture is telling you that is not what's important. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so props to you all that are keeping those things alive and in your families because that's so important for kids growing up in that and understanding that ritual um even though it may not be what their friends are talking about at school it's it's just so critical to their character development and it goes back to this intention piece right Mm -hmm. so if um one of the things that we used to do that I do remember doing and this was all the way up until I was you know in college when one of my tias who was the one who really pushed for us to do this was the posadas 
Yeah. Now, we didn't enact it like they do in Mexico going mm-hmm. door to door or in some parts of the U.S., right? But we did sing the different lyrics or the choruses that went along with go- doing the posadas and going through that, that motion. And we did mm-hmm. that on the 24th. Right. And with the Tres Reyes Magos, doing that tradition or that ritual, depending on if you do it a specific way or if it's just a cultural tradition that's handed down, the intentionality of really remembering the spirit of what it is to be rejected. Mm-hmm. Place after place after place. And really celebrating the wisdom of people who are coming, whether you believe are Christian or not, whatever. Mm. This intentionality of celebrating someone who is incredibly special and bringing something to them, like leaving your chanclas out so that you get a gift from the reyes. Mm -hmm. Like that intentionality, which is, I feel lost with Christmas and the sales and you have to, you know, drop a dime, all of that thing. I think those pieces, not just culturally important, Mm -hmm. but also set a different tone for which you can move through the rest of the year. In particular, the posadas. That to me really hits home, especially in a time when we have migrants who are refugees who are coming here for a new life and they're knocking at different doors and getting rejected, rejected, rejected. Because they are looking for a better place, a better, you know, all of the things that we know because our families have done the same. Which, surprisingly or not surprisingly, when we look at that history and think about, you know, we're all, we're celebrating Christmas and Jesus and all of this. And then you're going to talk shit about and literally ship these folks off as a joke to the doorstep Mm. of famous politicians and it just makes you wonder what has happened like what's at the root of this anymore where Mm. are we really are we really even paying attention Mm. we have we have so succumbed to the dominant culture's surface level talk about what christmas means and we are no longer even like who did jesus kick it with right the prostitutes right the poor people the diseased people like the 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 lepers the yeah all of them yeah that is who jesus was kicking it with so if those are the people you are looking down upon while hanging the decorations on your christmas tree Mm -hmm. again we got we got some reflecting to do. Right. Now you got me talking about the Bible cat. <gasps> bum bum bum. Dang and the circle of light. No. <laughs> so much. It's so much. You know what I will say also, uh, my mom did bring up the wearing red underwear on New Year's Eve. Ba que la canción. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it it uh is supposed to bring luck and love into your life. And then I told her, what about the wearing yellow? for prosperity and she was like grandma said that was bad luck and i'm like that's why we're poor (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be wearing yellow she's like grandma said we get wear yellow well (laughs) well it's all about breaking cycles listen if you have a pair of wonder woman underwear it could be red and then the wonder woman is in yellow and then you got both i don't wear yellow because i look like i have jaundice if i do oh but that's really the only i don't believe that with your skin tone i have a lot of yellow undertones I'm much more pale than you. I think I would look terrible in yellow, but that's besides the point. Let's try it. Okay. Okay. You're on. I don't even have red. I have very few things that are red. Well, you have a few days to shop. Done and done. Victoria's Secret's having a sale. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So some other things that have been talked about, like burning the negative. I've done that before. but We did that together. Yes. Outside. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah folding up some things and then right. chucking it in the mm-hmm. fire um not like out of spite or anything but out of things that you just wanted to let go let that like, shit go yes like, like elsa yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things that you learned from disney that's right a wish list but it's not like it's a lista de deseos so it's not like i wish i won a lottery ticket it was just mm-hmm. you know let me be more prosperous this year let right. my kids have a good education and and you know succeed academically or so it's not like i wish for a brand new car or uh, you know it's not fantastical but it is 
asking the energy around us to give us some of the things that we need for our families. Interestingly, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. We've talked before about how Latinos have this way of putting off their luck onto the creator it's leave it up to god we have to have faith right like it's out of our control our luck is out of our control um but when white people do it it's called manifesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say keep doing that Mm-hmm. The wish list to me resonates with with the manifestation in that you are not you're not necessarily asking for things that are completely out of the realm of possibility. Although I would not mind a winning lottery ticket, but yes. manifesting things that are allowing for energy mm-hmm. that you are putting out to be mm-hmm. picked up on a larger wave of energy, and that's how I see some of these things like. Using the crystals, burning the sage, burning Palo Santo, um, mm-hmm. oils, incense. That is all energy mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And using that energy, not harnessing it by any means, but just riding that wave of overall universal energy and walking with intention. Well, shit, baby, we're not going hard enough. <laughs> I'm not using enough incense. And if I'm using <laughs> incense and oils, I'm walking with intention and smelling good. About two months ago, um, because you all know my daughter goes to Catholic school, uh, the priest burned so much incense that the fire alarms were going <laughs> off in the church. <laughs> She's like, Mom, the kids in the first few rows couldn't even breathe. It's like, yeah, he went a little hard. He, he was all demons. All of you. Mm-hmm. El demonio, we've got to burn it out. Santa's coming. <laughs> Cleanse it out. No, it's true. I think... There's something to be said about, and there's a billion ways it's fed to us, right? What are, whether you call it manifesting, whether you call it faith, whether you call it good vibes, whether you whatever you call it, there's something to be said for entering any situation, any conversation, any opportunity with a good attitude. Is that manifesting? Is it faith? Is it whatever you want to call it, it's what we bring to the situation that can change what we leave with. Mm. So is there anything in particular, traditionally, ritually, manifestually? Fictionally? Yes. Is there, is there anything that you are, I mean, aside from cleaning your house, mm-hmm. God bless mm-hmm. on that, yeah. that you're walking into for the new year? <sighs> Yes. So I think I've been stuck in the um, resolution trap for many, many years. And just over the last maybe three or four have sort of gotten rid of that and been more about habits. What can I make a habit this time that I know is good for me? I will say finally for the first year in like a billion. um, One of my resolutions is always to drink more water. I really did that this year. Ooh, okay. Like really did that. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that why you're glowing? That's the champagne, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Also, I've been sort of setting a word at the beginning of the year that I feel like will. And and it's not like I go through the dictionary and like pick out a word. It feels like the word comes to me at the beginning of this year. It was um, spaciousness. Hmm. I feel like I really embodied that. I took a lot more time off this year intentionally, took time off from work, stepped away And I feel like it was helpful. I feel like it helped me to be a little more grounded and a little more present with my family, which was great. This year, uh, I don't know what the word is yet. Okay. I'm not sure what the word is, but I'm, um, it'll come to me and I, I try to write it down a lot. I try to keep it on a sticky note in front of me so that I remember this is what I'm manifesting trying to be intentional about because I'm also guilty of manifesting bad shit I have a lot of anxiety we talk about this all the time I can also manifest a lot of bad shit Mm -hmm. if I let my brain go there I can bring upon myself um a lot more heartache than is necessary so letting go of that um and trying to bring in a word that you know like you said not like lottery winner not like that but 
something that's going to encourage me to put my energy into something positive. Nice. I like that. What about you? Whew. So this past year, alongside just a lot of emotional heaviness, mm. there have been some lessons learned. Um, one was, you know, very much point blank telling me, trust the process, not the outcome. Like, mm. there's there's some things in outcome that need to happen. You need to X, Y, and Z. But yep. largely trust the process mm -hmm. and don't force the outcome that you think you need or oh, want yes because we don't even know we don't even know we limit ourselves we yes. don't even know yeah you you stop thinking out, outside of the proverbial box blah 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 but yes the other thing was and this was a very recent kind of lesson across the board for several people in my life about being more direct and not sugarcoating Ooh, as much oh god that's a good one and one of the other things that I really want to work on this year is I keep talking about time off and mm -hmm. how much energy I have after a day of doing whatever. And this year I really, I'm really looking forward to one, I'm planning a trip to Mazatlan. That's going to happen, period. I need to see, yes. I need to go see a baby. Yes. The and babies don't wait for anybody. Well, a, 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 an, an old baby. Mm -hmm. And possibly a new baby. Yeah, they don't wait. And I want to, um, I just want to, I want to go back to the things that I like doing, that I enjoy doing. Yep. And I want to go back to writing. That's one of the things yes. that. Yes. And I think that's something that I tell you, I see something, I see a vision for you and I collaborating on a I couple of things. It. And I'm hoping that this year brings a spaciousness like you're saying mm -hmm. for creativity yes so i i will say that the year did not m fully manifest the spaciousness it started a path towards spaciousness and i don't expect this is not an instagram like situation right like this is a process mm -hmm. so i think um it opened the pathway for me to understand what spaciousness is and to invite that in a little bit more and it's a lot of unlearning and that's way harder than just doing something. It's harder than just taking the trip. It's harder than just booking the days off. It is really hard to make that a thing. Um, so I'm, I'm not letting go of spaciousness fully. I want to continue that. I read something the other day that said um, the solutions are in the stillness. I know. Okay, so this side note, but this does bring to mind a conversation that I had recently with a friend of mine who was saying like, f and this is something that I think you would resonate with. Her partner can have singular thoughts. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Has one train of thought. Mm -hmm. So if she asks him, what are you thinking about? He could be like, nothing. And that's, exactly what's not going on in his brain and this is not to say he's not an intelligent sure. you know doing things you can, this there's thing. you can just turn things but off for us mm. is there have you ever had just a singular thought process in your head that didn't go here there five things the groceries mm -hmm. the kid picking up mm -mm. That's what, the, when you were just talking right now, that reminds me of that conversation because I was like, wouldn't it be great? And I, this is separate from meditating. But Medi like, people meditating live like, like this. People live like this. <laughs> Where they can do a thing. A thing. And a devote thing. their energy to that one thing. And we're devoting our energy to the things, a buffet of things that we sometimes can't stop. Well, and you and I most very recently have been talking about the cost of that. Yes. The cost of multitasking, the cost of a hard job, the cost of too many things in your brain, and it's complete and utter exhaustion. Exhausted at the end of the complete days. Complete exhaustion, which people don't live like this. So maybe your spaciousness was, yes, I'm starting this out with yeah. spaciousness stepping away from work but maybe spaciousness is also spaciousness from thought and i'm not talking yes, meditating amen. because that's like we get it you oh. could do 10 minutes of like trying to calm your brain i would love to calm my brain down more than a couple minutes at a time yes. and 
how that will manifest itself in the coming year, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I hope well, it's not in the worst sense we, of we possible. We recently but. were in a, a similar situation where we were forced to meditate. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well. <laughs> you were so uncomfortable. Oh my God. I wanted to scream. And then everyone was like, oh, that was great. Thanks for breathing us through that. Like I totally needed that. And I was like... I felt like needles were in my eyeballs the entire fucking time. I was like, this is the worst shit ever. The last place I want to be on earth is alone with my thoughts. Seriously, that is the last fucking place I want to be. Do not try to make me go there willingly. Have you lost your goddamn mind? (laughs) If the internet goes out, if there's a goddamn tornado and I'm alone with my thoughts, you know what? It is what it is. But don't fucking tell me that this is what we're going to do on purpose because I'm out. (laughs) I'm the fuck out. But doesn't your brain get tired of 50 million things? Oh that my are God. Well, and this is the part. We don't realize that we're tired until we start talking about, I didn't have energy to even make dinner for my family. Mm-hmm. I didn't have energy to make one more decision in the day. The ethereal, what do you want to eat? I don't care. I don't care. Do you want pizza? Ugh, no. Like you just said you didn't care, but I do care. Like all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's decision fatigue. I'm done. I cannot make one more decision because my brain has been a fucking teeter totter all day and I cannot do it again. I think of it as yours is decision making and not to say that responsibility isn't, but mine is mm-hmm. I'm tired of being responsible. I'm oh so tired God, of being responsible. Yes. Please don't make me responsible for one more thing. I don't want to be the responsible one nope. doing this, that, or ne- the next. I want my mom to tell me what to do. I give me a list of things for the love of God so that I don't you know I can just check mark them off and not like a whole bunch of things that I'm responsible for because that that's my exhaustion is and mm-hmm. and it comes out and and I know that I I do this at home or whatever like I get petty or I get whatever because I'm like I'm so exhausted I'm from responsibility yep Ooh, we went from tradition oh to... Oh, my God, to the tradition of being <laughs> overworked and overwhelmed. Well, here's your spaciousness. <sighs> Here is to growth, being direct, because sometimes being direct keeps you from having the responsibility or from making one more decision. So what are you calling in, Kat? <sighs> I don't know yet. Ooh, okay. I, that's a... Huh putting me on the spot i don't know what i'm calling in yet okay that's fair but i'm i'm you have a few days i'm not gonna lie i'm a little bit scared about how this year is gonna play out there's some different some changes in my life and i'm i'm hoping that i'm not walking in and manifesting fear but i can definitely feel feel that crawling up what are you calling in um before i say that i want to say a very wise person um once told us a seasoned roller derby player because we were so nervous going into every single game because we had no idea what the fuck we were doing and we were scared of getting hurt and we were scared of getting beat and we were scared of not knowing what was going to happen, told us walking into a roller derby bout, because we used to call them bouts, is like playing with knives. Mm -hmm. And you can do it if you know what you're doing. And if you're not nervous to do that, you're not paying attention. So being scared and being nervous, it's okay. It means it matters. It means it's important to you. It means that you're trying your hardest to make this a good thing, and that's okay. So if you feel nervous and you're setting intention, like, oh, God, I don't know, good, good for you. Good for you because you're not just doing the same old shit you've been doing. So, like, may we all play with knives this year. Let's play with knives. Is that what you're calling in is knife playing i'm i'm calling in playing with knives because keeping it safe has gotten us to where we're at which i'm not mad at but there's better out there it feels like survival mode but there's better let's play with knives oh i I do remember in the barn (laughs) when Mm -hmm. we were practicing and that particular teacher who came in talking about playing with knives yep let's play Mm -hmm. with knives all right we're playing with knives and we're hoping that our listeners are setting some good intentions, maybe following and keeping up with some traditions from their families. Yeah, calling those traditions back in if you've lost them. Like, ask your people, have a conversation, develop some relationships that you have let go because you've been busy with the shit that doesn't matter. And hopefully you're bucking 
the system. You're not going along in a. Mm-hmm. If you are, great, bless bless you on that route. But you don't have to mm-hmm. do resolutions. You don't have to have the cosmopolitan body. You don't have to do that route. I just want a cosmopolitan. Yes, <laughs> or a martini. <laughs> you can go against the grain. You can manifest. You can walk with intention. Yes. And be successful in whatever that looks like. And it can be a process that ends in five years and not in 60 days. Right. (sighs) All right. And with that, the Pocha Podcast will always be walking with intention with every episodio, every weedy weedy. And we are still working a work in progress on all the things and hopefully manifesting little by little what that means because... In order to give 100% or even 50% of time on this, we, that means we have to stop doing some of the other stuff. And if we're exhausted, that's that's just difficult. But this year, I'm making space. We're making space. There it is. And people can make space and find us. <gasps> on Instagram, on Facebook. I don't even know about Twitter. I'm not. I'm mm. oh, that Twitter. Yeah. Half of me is just keep it there so that no one else takes the name. But <laughs> oh, we might be done. We might be done. Uh, you can always email us at pochapodcast.com. Uh, no, that's a lie. Pochapodcast <laughs> yeah, at a, gmail.com. That's, that's, that's the true. one. Yes. Yeah, but that's the one. Pochapodcast.com is the website that you can find us You at. can go to the website. Um, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, pretty much anywhere you find your podcast goodness. Uh, occasionally we see you in the grocery store. <laughs> Buying chanclas, whatever. Yeah, sometimes we see you at meetings uh, and you come up and fangirl. You know, whatever you got to do. We appreciate it. I love it when they fangirl you. Like, you're Charlene. You're Kat from the Pocha Podcast. And we're Mm -hmm. like, oh, damn, I thought we were talking about work. Apparently I'm failing (laughs) on one aspect of this life, but fine. Cool. That's manifesting. It's manifesting. And we just manifested a weedy weedy for December of 2022. This is our last of 2022. Um, don't forget that next year we typically, because of work, take a, an episodio or weedy weedy off so that we can manifest other things that we're working right. on. But we are always going to hang out with you, going to talk to you and love to hear from you. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts Please. or any other podcasty goodness. And um, I'm still Kat. I'm still Charlene. And this is still the Bocha Podcast and we will catch you on the flip side. May.